You're listening to the Wu Wei Podcast. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Wu Wei Podcast. I'm your host, Ange, and I am so happy that you're here with me. This first episode will be a little bit about what the Wu Wei is, a little bit about my story, and just some lessons learned so far. So, you may be wondering, where did Wu come from? It's actually one half of one of my middle names. When I had the urge to start this brand, this um, movement, this community, whatever you want to call it, I brainstormed ideas about what would cover all things growth in mindset, health, wealth, relationships, passion, manifestation, psychology, and every area that relates to someone becoming the best version of themselves. To be honest, a lot of names were already taken and I just kept thinking about the inner part of oneself that drives a person to make certain decisions in their life. I started playing around with my name and that's when it hit me that my middle name is a great reflection of that inner part where some people might know it and some don't, but whether they do or don't, it's still a part of me and who I am. So that's where the idea of woo started. It is also just a play on words as well for like spiritual (laughs) woo-woo. So... Yeah, finding your woo is completely unique to you and your experiences, life and ambitions. There is no right or wrong version. It's about what truly lights you up and gets you going every day. So finding your woo and finding your way, hence the woo way. That's basically where I want to go with you on this journey. Just finding new methods and topics and research on improving mindset, health, fitness, wealth, relationships, and mixing the science and woo, no pun intended, of spirituality and manifestation. So blend that with stories and experiences from myself and others to hopefully in one way or another inspire or help someone along the way. So who am I? I'm Ange. I was born and bred in Wollongong on the south coast of New South Wales in Australia, which is about an hour south of Sydney. I was the third child of four and probably the most outspoken of us four, you could say. Um, My mom is Australian and my dad is Kukiarani. He was born on one of the most remote places in the world, Puka Puka. I'm sure my cousins are laughing at my pronunciation right now because it sounds super Australian and that's okay. (laughs) But it is one of the 15 islands in the Cook Islands. So growing up, my siblings and I were really lucky in the sense that we played a lot of sports throughout the years. We got to have family holidays and I'm very, very grateful for my parents for providing us and uh, for providing for us and doing the best that they could with what they knew. I was also obsessed with the beach, anything to do with it, swimming, surfing, snorkeling, or just exploring the rocks or whatever. That was the one place where I felt true peace. However, not to say everything was always peachy. Um, I've had a lot of identity and body issues growing up. And at this time I was a teenager, the media was very fixated on the blonde hair, blue eyes, thick thing, Caucasian woman, which is not me. So um, my lovely sister um, was also rather petite and she never really got bigger than a size eight. So when I started outgrowing my older sister, I instantly thought that I was just this behemoth giant. (laughs) Then there was always comments about how I was bigger than my sister and I internalized this as fat and ugly, which is so not true. I look back um, at photos from when I was a teen and honestly, I just feel bad for her. 
Um, throwing the fact that I never really fitted in anywhere because on one side I was too white to be an Islander, so I struggled to claim that half of my identity, yet I wasn't white enough because I am always asked, where do you come from? Even when I respond Australian, I would still get, yeah, but where do you come from? <laughs> so... I think society is slowly starting to understand the difference between ethnicity and nationality. Um, but as a teenager trying to figure out the world, um, it was a challenge for me to understand where I fit into it. When I was 15, I wanted to explore my Pacifica roots. So I asked my parents if I could move over there and actually go to school for a year. Uh, my mom, who was a teacher, she pretty much said the education over here will give you more opportunities for the future. Plus, it's your senior years in high school. So although I do think my parents were more concerned about me coming back as a two for one type deal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> But they didn't say no entirely, as instead they sent me over with my brother to stay with my family in Rarotonga for about six weeks. It was truly such an incredible, memorable trip and completely expanded my mind. Like, uh, it was completely new world for me. So some nights we just had Milo and a piece of bread for dinner and it was all we needed. I didn't think I looked at the clock once while I was over there and... Just eating fruit from the trees, going for a walk down the road to go for a swim at the beach. Uh, it was just amazing. So I started to pick up the language as well, which was another reason why I wanted to go over there. Um, I'm one of those people that picks up people's accents pretty quickly. So by the time I came back, I had the freshest accent for a while there. Um, but when I came back, it was just it was weird to go to school where my peers were more concerned about what clothes to wear or makeup or things like that when I'd just been living in a place where it didn't matter what you wore, there were no expectations or pressures from society and sometimes we didn't know what we'd get for dinner. So again, I just I felt disconnected from my place in the world. Like most teenagers though who finished high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. The first months out of high school, I was working three jobs, traveling here and there, deferred study twice, switched degrees <laughs> within the year. Um, and during my first semester at university, um, my older brother had joined the army. I remember when they came to our high school and did a talk and really sold the idea of getting paid to travel and play sport whilst doing stuff out of the ordinary. So I was like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. But I knew my brother wanted to join the army since he was an early teen. And so I thought, oh, I can't do that. That's his thing. Anyway, throughout the semester at university, I didn't mind the subjects at all. I actually quite enjoyed them. But there was still this itch in me to go and do something else. When I talked to my bro about what he'd been doing at training that week and what they got up to, I was like, this sounds way more fun than what I'm doing right now. So as a 19-year-old, I finished my semester, applied for the army, and within two months, I was sent off to Kapuka to train. <laughs> I finished my training and was posted to Townsville in April 2013, and about a week after my 21st birthday, I deployed to Afghanistan, which was a very unique experience in itself and one that will never be forgotten. Probably not a typical experience for a 21-year-old, um, but being so young and deployed, I felt like I had to prove to myself and others that I could do this. It was in a role I hadn't yet performed professionally as it was completely different to my role back in Australia and with people I had never worked before. So... But I went in with grit and determination and willingness to try my best at learning as much as I could, as quickly and as efficiently as possible. I worked late, started early, put my hand off a task, didn't complain, worked diligently and stayed professional. 
And I just ended up learning so much through that experience alone, Um, met some awesome people and just got a better understanding in a professional and personal context too. When I got back from that trip, I was super fortunate enough to buy my first house and a car and I remained in Townsville for a few more years and progressing my career pretty well, I guess you could say. Um, In a generic sense, I was successful. I had the house, the car, the relationship, the job. I still felt restless in a way. Nothing there, nothing to say that there is anything wrong with that. Um, it just, for me at the time as a 22-year-old, I just wasn't quite happy with where I was at. So I switched over to Army Reserves and moved to Adelaide for a short period to try something new and to travel a little more. Um My younger brother's 21st birthday was around this time and I wasn't sure what he wanted as a gift, but I wanted to make it memorable for him. We discussed options about what he wanted to do in regards to a party or gift and we ended up deciding that for his present, I'll organize him a trip to one of the seven wonders of the world. So he was tossing up between Aztec ruins, pyramids of Giza and Machu Picchu and we ended up settling on a two-week trip to Peru for him and I would tag along with him as his travel buddy. He couldn't travel with anyone else at the time and he didn't want to go alone. So I was like, yeah, sure, hell yeah, <laughs> I'll come along. So we went on a hop on hop bus company um, to cover as much ground and activities as we could. And we just created some really amazing memories together. And I'm so grateful that I got to bond with my bro like on a deeper level and experience Machu Picchu together. So he ended up having an amazing birthday and we still talk about the trip today, which is just amazing. So after that trip, I decided that I wanted to learn Spanish. (laughs) I didn't have any past experience um, at like a Spanish school or anything like that. And I didn't know anyone that spoke Spanish, but I just wanted to be immersed in a culture to fast track my learning as well. So I researched um, Spanish schools on Spanish speaking countries that I could travel to. And I wanted to go somewhere relatively safe, had some English or like tourism presence as well. Um, and the option of like a cultural sort of immersion. I ended up settling on a Spanish school in Samara in Guanacaste in Costa Rica. Um, I went there and studied Spanish for three weeks and then spent another month afterward just traveling the country, surfing, exploring, all whilst practicing and utilizing my Spanish skills, um, which was amazing. So after I got back from there, I ended up moving back to Wollongong and tried the corporate world, working at a financial planning firm in Sydney CBD. Um dealing with like wealthy clients and in that kind of world. So I look back now and I was getting severely underpaid in this job (laughs) because in army, you just, you get paid a salary. You don't negotiate pay. So coming to the private sector, especially finance, I did not have a clue to, um, side note to any veterans that go out into the private sector, make sure you get your salary package valued before you step into the civilian workforce and do not undersell yourself. A lot of skills are transferable and as an ex-military person, there's already the unspoken agenda that you've demonstrated like discipline, punctuality, respect and all the like for the um, employer. So, And for any private business owners, hire ex-military people and give them a chance. (laughs) But anyway, okay, rant over. So um, I didn't last a few months, didn't last more than a few months in the financial planning firm. 
um, it just wasn't making me happy and I was restless again. Like I would smile at people on the street and they just look away and rush off to where they were going. It's just like it's such a busy city, intense vibe. So I was grateful to have even had a job at the time but just the hours the workload and the pay it was just not worth it plus the drain on my soul was too much (laughs) um but after realizing that I didn't want to become a financial planner I needed to be realistic about my next step I still had a mortgage to pay and I was still adamant about setting myself up for the future so I ended up going back into the army full-time and changed roles to a geospatial in analyst So that way I had the stability and security to sort of get my life back in order. Um, The start of 2018 was coming up to my 25th birthday. And at the time, none of my friends or family had either both time or money to come with me on an adventure. So I still wanted to mark the quarter century milestone. So I decided to do my own solo birthday trip. So I made a list of the things that I might wanted to do and ended up settling on New Zealand, researched ways to travel New Zealand as a solo traveler and went with um, like a hop on hop bus again because like I did the thing in Peru and so I was just like, oh, this is really fun. So decided on that again and on my actual birthday, I ended up bungee jumping, doing the never swing, watching a crazy beautiful sunset in Queenstown and eating one of the world-famous burgers at Ferg Burger, <laughs> all before heading out for the night with um, my newfound friends. And it was truly one of the most memorable birthdays I've ever had. So if there's one thing I can say about this experience, it's if you want to learn more about yourself, go traveling by yourself. Or if you want to travel and come find someone else that will go with you, just go by yourself. <laughs> it is such an empowering lesson learning experience that I would definitely recommend. Traveling solo also allows you to be whoever you want to be and meet new people that have no expectations of you whatsoever. You get to go to new places, discover new parts about yourself and stuff you probably wouldn't have learned otherwise. So that's just my two cents there. <laughs> so anyway, My career in the army has allowed me to meet some amazing people, make lifelong friends, do some really cool stuff and have had some awesome memories that would never occur in a civilian organization or context. However, like all things, there were challenges and struggles that um, came with it. When struggles became overwhelming, it was easy to lose sight and direction at times. It just felt suffocating. Uh, In 2019, I had hit a real low in my life. Um, It felt like I had completely failed in almost every aspect. I had another relationship that ended. I was in a job that wasn't playing to my strengths. I had physical injuries that were hindering me. So my confidence in myself, like physically, mentally, professionally, like all the Lees, (laughs) pretty much diminished into nothing. Um, I reached the point of desperation where I was looking to escape. Um, I remember at one point I was trying to calculate how long it would take before the army would come find me if I got onto a plane and disappeared. I was so far gone that I was ready to cut off everyone in my life so they couldn't find me. I would try to avoid confronting this like sinking feeling and dark hole by making the wrong choices and just numbing out from issues with avoidant behavior. So I didn't reach out for help for a long time because I just didn't feel like I deserved to help. I didn't deserve help, sorry. Um, 
Like I should be so grateful that I've been lucky enough to have had the life that I've lived and experiences that I've had and be in the position that I was in. So I had no right to be sad or depressed or struggling. Um, I should just suck it up and move on. So there are others out there who've experienced much worse than me. So it was just kind of like, just toughen up. Um, But no matter how much I tried to push it down and hide it, it eventually came to light and I had had enough of my own bullshit, basically. I knew something had to change because regardless of anything that I've ever experienced, trauma that I've survived, things that have happened to me, even if I couldn't have controlled those things, I'm aware of it now and I can control what I do for the future. So I started seeing a psychologist and it was the best thing for me at the time. Um, and as soon as some people hear the word psychologist, they get triggered. Like It's just the same way that you'd go to a GP or a doctor about an issue whether you go for a problem or like a checkup for your physical health, a psychologist is much the same, but just for your mental health. Whether you have a specific problem or you just need to check up on your mental health um, before it gets worse. So as you can tell, I'm a strong advocate for people to going to see a psych. If you have a problem, sure, talk to your friends and family. That's what they're there for. But they're not fully equipped like a professional is to give you the proper help that you might need. Plus, there's only so much friends and family can take on and create space for until it starts to affect them and their boundaries. So after that first psych, I actually changed a few, uh, changed a couple of times um, until I found the best one that I've worked with so far and still working with today. And another thing that helped me was starting martial arts last year, which allowed me to focus on something that stimulated me mentally and physically whilst in an awesome supportive environment like Game Bread in Brisbane. Um, It gave me a sense of purpose and that sense of community that went missing for a while. I've met some amazing people through that gym and am truly grateful for that. So like leading on from that, in May last year, um, my cousin Sarah and his best mate Rhino and his lovely wife Kay and I, we decided that we will go into business together. So my cousin had a business from the past called Havoc that ended in 2010, but still had the trademark and business registration for the name. So we decided to pick that up again and relaunch the business in July 2020 in a completely new way. So feel free to check us out on Instagram and Facebook, by the way, at Havoc, H-A-V-O-K-K-C-C, and use the code WELCOME10 for a sneaky 10% off. You're welcome. So anyway, having the gym and business to focus on along with the professional help that I was getting, I was able to get myself out of the rut, but I was still vulnerable in a way as I was still kind of getting back on my feet, so to speak. Later on in the year, I fell fast into a relationship and hadn't quite built up the stamina to what was needed to handle building a business, moving towns entirely to be with my partner at the time discharging from the army, adjusting to civilian life, balancing a new relationship and everything that came with that, maintaining friendships whilst trying to build new ones in the new town, studying full time and of course trying to continue working on my health. It was a lot to take on at once and as you may have guessed, too much at once for me at that point in my life. Last month I moved back to Brisbane and have started to rebuild myself back up again. I'm back to seeing my favorite psych. I've attended a shadow workshop and signed up for like an inner healing transformation program. 
um, started doing cold water immersion, saw my um, first, I'll have my first official financial advisory appointment, <laughs> focused on eating healthy again and just working out, done a few breathwork sessions, which have been amazing, um, gotten back into the business um, fully again and just being able to do the things that I've been wanting to do for a long time, like starting a podcast, building a brand and community that empowers you to find your woo. Um, so I remember when I turned 20, actually, I remember reading a paragraph by, I think it's Kayoko Escamilla. Don't quote me on that. I think, um, she wrote a, I guess a passage you could say is called in your twenties, which says your twenties are your selfish years. It's a decade to immerse yourself in everything possible be selfish with your time and all the aspects of you tinker with shit travel explore love a lot love a little and never touch the ground i took this to heart so much that i decided that i would take the plunge into anything i set my mind to and be open to making mistakes and decisions that would sometimes turn into lessons um but this has basically been my philosophy throughout my 20s and i'm so grateful for everything that i've experienced in them so far i am no longer seeking permission to live my woo like I 100% appreciate everything I already have and I'm truly grateful with where I have ended up so far but I am so excited for what's to come and for my future goals and ambitions that are also on their way to me so I just I see too often people settle in a career or a relationship or a way of life because what they really want seems unattainable for them but I'm here to tell you it's a lie You can absolutely have the ideal life that you dream of, the beautiful things that suits you and it's all whatever you decide is best for you. Like Finding your woo and living your way is something that everyone deserves to have. So do I have it all figured out? Hell no. (laughs) I have so much to learn and continuously learning every single day. However, As I move forward toward figuring out piece by piece, I just wanted to share my experience and progress with you in case it can either help you or inspire you. Like I want to be the guinea pig and try methods or theories that might help and um, inspire you and just have good conversations basically. So that's it from me and welcome to the podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways you got from today's episode. So screenshot and post your stories and make sure you tag me at ange.paulo and at the wuwei, T-H-E-W-U-E-W-A-Y. Or if you have any future ideas for episodes or topics, send them through. I'm all ears. Lastly, it would mean the absolute...